One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ash Millman. Hello. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. Both guys, how awesome is God of War? Oh, it is so good. Pretty okay. awesome. It's pretty damn good. Now, it uh, hoovered up a whole bunch of awards last year, um, kind of beat Red Dead Redemption 2 at the Game Awards and things like that. Um, and basically, we just wanted an excuse to talk about it yeah. because it's one of the best games of the generation. So, um, there's all sorts of different things to talk about. We'll get to the combat and the gameplay stuff later. Um, I guess at the minute, let's just open with some general thoughts on God of War because um, you've just finished it, Ash. That was, you took a little bit of time. Ooh, I finished it uh, a, a little bit ago but yeah very recently mm. and it was great I, it was I, really good. I, I didn't think it was my sort of thing because I'd heard about it just being like the whole series being this big beat em up mm-hmm. smashy violent game and I was like okay that appeals to me but I'm not like in a rush to play it mm-hmm. uh, and then got to it and it is so rich in lore and mythology and like this wonderful emotive narrative as well as all the smashing yes. and like puzzles and stuff as well I just thought it was what was the thing that because a lot of people I think because um, Josh you hadn't played the original games either the, no like so it's like what was the thing that put both you guys off the original that made you give this one a shot was it the more mature sort of approach to the advertising for me it was for me it was the fact that it had like a, a story that was going to address not only Kratos but like his role in the previous games mm-hmm. and kind of recontextualize that but for me it was just the kind of spectacle fighting that the original God of Wars were built around it mm-hmm. it's just that has never been a genre that's sort of uh, spoken to me and mm-hmm. I know it's like great and it's like people love Devil May Cry and I quite love Devil May Cry but it takes a Buy the something. new one. I will eventually, man. <laughs> but it takes that something special for me to actually get into it. Yep. So when I saw that they'd kind of changed it around and not only brought a more mature approach to the storytelling, mm-hmm. but also kind of tweaked the combat to be more personal and kind of over the shoulder and more mm. intimate, I was mm-hmm. like this could be a game for me now. <laughs> yeah. Is that a similar thing I just thought was it made you want to give this one a shot? Literally you beat me around the head with it. That is a very good once. point. I didn't stop mentioning it all day, every yeah. day, around everyone until everyone had played it. Yeah, but that's literally the main thing that, sorry, that no, is no. literally the main thing that drove me was Scott like talking about it so much and how passionate Then I got you to play Celeste and you hate it. Oh, we don't talk about Celeste here. <sighs> well, I do, but oh, carry on. I didn't hate it, I just didn't connect with it. But anyway, God <laughs> yes. of War, I did. Um, and it was just hearing how like into it you were. I was mm. like, well, I'm, I must give it a go and then see. And then it's literally gone up there in my top two games of all time yes. like I love it so, Colonial so Marines. much yeah Nailing those it. two those two spot on <laughs> the beauty of it as well is that it's made me want to go back and play the other games like every yeah. time mm. God of War 3 is on sale because I played a bit I played a bit of 2 mostly but I never played 3 at all so I, it's made me want to go back and actually give them a go because I yeah. think it will make God of War 2018 even richer yeah they're weird I mean like I was a huge fan of the originals like growing up and stuff mm. and they, they they kind of sit in that same part of my brain as like Mortal Kombat or something but I always thought that, that Kratos was just kind of ridiculous as a character 
character. It was like he accidentally killed his own family, and then he's annoyed at the gods because of the thing that he did accidentally in a blind rage. It was always this like ridiculous sort of motivation. Um, I have since gone back to like yeah, God of War three remastered or whatever they call it, um, and they are just so different. They are very much like pick stuff up, rip these things in half, just have fun killing everything. Um, but it does kind of it gives you that foundation to be like okay, even he regrets that side of himself, yeah. um, and even that's the stuff that he's trying to move on from. And at the very end of the new one, um, Atreus says something about well, what do I need to do? What can I be? Um, and Kratos just says better, just be better yeah. than mm-hmm. I was. To focus on the right things and fight for the right reasons. Um, which is a good like kind of segue into some of the lore based stuff because we're gonna go full spoilers by the way if you haven't already guessed. It's a game from last year. The spoilers are everywhere. So uh, one of the things that comes at the close of the story is the reveal that Atreus is actually Loki. Yes. Um, which is obviously a major component in uh, Norse mythology in general. Um, what did you guys think of that stuff? That um, clearly he has a much bigger role to play in the future. Oh, <laughs> exactly. That was the good. noise that came out of me when it happened. I was like, is he? What the heck? Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was a really cool little twist on the end of it. Um, I think I had spoiled some of it for myself because it had been out a little while and mm. I knew about uh, Faye being a giant. Yes. Um, but I had no connection or clue that Loki was coming. So that kind of just absolutely came from left field. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, we know that name. It's That's in all of the like, movies. <laughs> Listen, that was always my thing. It was like, yeah. like, obviously Thor and Loki and Odin, I mean, like less so Odin, but Thor and Loki, definitely. You've got like, they're sort of popular because of Marvel. Yeah. Um, even though the, the versions in the MCU are completely different to the Norse mythology mm. versions, um, like the Loki in Norse mythology is kind of like going out with a horse and has sort of been with a horse for yeah. a while, had some kids with the horse, including a giant snake. But that might be something that they get to eventually. I don't know, oh. to be honest, sorry. But still, <laughs> Trying. Um, it seems that they're sort of planting those seeds though going forward because uh, one of the choice quotes from Corey Barlog, um, he said that they actually planned five more games, um, which he's now since walked back. Um, and it seems that they maybe might just do like a tighter trilogy or something. Uh-huh. Um, but what do you think of that, that they might do a massive epic thing? Well, you can tell that as soon as you jump into God of War, there's not only like references to Odin and Thor, like those two big characters coming, they are referenced throughout the entire game, yet mm-hmm. you never really see them except from Thor, right? They're with his hammer and stuff. Yes. But then even stuff when you're in the, is it the Bifrost? I want to mm-hmm. make sure I get my mythology terms right. And yeah. you're looking at the different map and you've got... Possibly Yggdrasil, but carry maybe. on. Maybe, okay, okay. I, I can't pronounce that, so I'm going to call the world it the Bifrost It's all connected. Yeah. You see the other realms that are on the map that you can't actually access. And I know for a lot of people, myself included at the time, that mm-hmm. was a bit of a bummer that I could never actually go to them. But I love that you've got this, such a rich world going forward. And I want to mm-hmm. see literally every scrap of this. When I was playing this game, I was like looking at videos and analysis videos mm-hmm. and people kept recommending Neil uh, Gaiman's um, American Gods American Gods oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the, he did one Norse purely mythology. on Norse mythology and it's I was like house. really? I bought it today it. it arrived I, I was like, thinking Game I'm going to read that and yeah. now I've got an excuse because I'm going to borrow it out of Ash mm-hmm. it out of Ash slash steel read yeah. as fast <laughs> as, well, as possible I mean I, I never will but the fact that it got me <laughs> interested at all to yeah. even pursue that I'm like yes I want more of this world uh-huh. and I want it filtered through God of War so like we yeah you mentioned before about like recontextualizing the thing that I love the most because the the older games were always like Kratos is the center of everything they reveal him to be the son of Zeus in the second one and yeah. all that kind of stuff it's very much his story he's angry therefore he's the most important thing and that's it but one of the things that I love in the new one is that you have this whole world of like different factions going on there's all these different families at war you have like Odin and Thor the Aesir that I think Odin you know a little bit more about the lore than me Aesir's just gods so yeah, like, yeah 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 so like um, but they're the ones that like murdered the giants but yeah. all that stuff happens beforehand and you're sort of you're going to Jotunheim to spread mm. uh, phase ashes but it seems like all those things have already happened beforehand did you guys like that in terms of like a framing device because for me I, I love that stuff I like the idea of reducing a character and going like their story is, is important to us mm. but you have all this wider stuff that you can sort of pick from is that more enticing than this like big power fantasy thing from the first games for me it is because you do feel like an outsider sort of like mm. just 
coming into this world sort of brand new and you're from a different place. Mm. And I feel like that was kind of necessary. You're just a, like a cog in this wider, mm. humongous mythology. And I thought that was great. And you're kind of like tearing it down mm. in the fact that you're seeing the either the remains or what still remains of like this universe was like cool and like yeah. interacting with it. I thought it was it was good that it didn't just exist around you, if that mm. made sense. Mm. But it's like, was that the stuff that is more appealing to like to you? Because then it's oh. like you get a way more personal story. Yeah, 100%. I feel like being thrown into this, I, I feel like they had to do it from having the first three games and then this one and going, right, you're being thrown in the deep end if you haven't played these first three ones mm. as well. So it's very much, I'm in this world. I don't know what any of it means. There's all these factions warring, like the um, the dark elves and the light elves yes. figuring their stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was a really good way of just being like, okay, here, you're in this world. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then to seed so many little things that link back to like the real world interpretations and everything. It, mm. it was it was just, it was incredible. I thought it was really, really clever way of doing it, both new audiences and old audiences mm. and creating a story that actually feels meaningful. Yeah, I was going to say, did you guys feel like you missed anything by not playing the old ones? Or is this, you can't just go into this? Um, not really. Obviously, there are references to it. More than I expected, to be mm-hmm. honest, I expected it to be kind of a straight reboot, but right. there are references to the other games which made me want to go out and play it. But you like you, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but I feel like you get enough and those things that I had no real personal attachment to, like mm. when he goes back and gets his weapons, mm. like the Blades of Chaos, that that should have meant nothing to me because I've yeah. played <laughs> no, none of the other games, really. Uh-huh. But I still felt emotional in the in the moment and mm. still felt this history behind you. I think they just do such a good job of making the world feel rich, even if you mm. aren't quite acquainted to it. Mm. The fact that you spend so much time with Kratos and uh, Atreus, like just talking about their history and stuff mm. and like kind of getting into that a little bit, I think that does enough to kind of get you up to speed to make those emotional beats hit. Yeah, because it's like, I, I can't imagine going into it like new, like this being your first God of War. Because yeah. like the thing that I love the most is that it plays off how stupid and over the top those old ones were. And I'm speaking as a fan, but they were just so ridiculous. Um, but now you have, like I said, like you have this Kratos that sort of kind of regrets what he went through. And like they play off like his, uh, he actually like kind of pretty much has like a, an anger problem. They play that off with the rage meter mm-hmm. and it spikes when Atreus like uh, gets the, the kill wrong or whatever at the very beginning. And little things like that that they sort of recontextualize. Um, what do you think they'll do? Or what did you like about Kratos in terms of the character and where do you see him going? Because a lot of the stuff that they do with him in this one is playing off what he used to be. Mm-hmm. And now that he's reached this sort of like sense of peace within himself at the end of it, or at least I think he has, mm. it's like, where do they even go from here kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I think seeing him and the way that he's played it, I think, I think like Josh said, you get all of Josh, Josh, even. Just <laughs> uh, you get all this context from the way that the story is set up mm-hmm. um, and the, the rage meter and everything, watching this, this real sense of control and tightness mm. in him. Um, I think it's portrayed perfectly to give you that this was a very over-the-top character previously that has been controlled Mm. in some sense now. Because I like that. Well, are you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, like, I, I agree. And I think that there is so much more scope to explore that character more. Because for the most, he has a really good arc in this game. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, he's still a very much reserved, angry man who yeah. doesn't want to open himself up. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he is more reserved than I expected to. I thought he would slip back into that father role quite quickly. But right. you spend the entire game more or less breaking that down. And then mm-hmm. at the end, him and his relationship with Atreus is finally where it needs to be. And I mm-hmm. think that is just a great jumping off point for the next it's game. It's like, yeah, I kind of wonder what they're going to do. Because we can talk about Atreus as well like I, I grew to like love his like role in the gameplay yeah. like he becomes really reliable you get used to this like hammering on the archer but and he calls oh out God. different threats the and everything. arrow's always like shoot <laughs> shoot the whole time I was standing back just going shoot yeah, shoot yeah like sometimes he can just like yeah get them into that state where you can just finish them off with like mm. a I'm gonna call it a fatality but you know what I mean like yeah. uh, there's that kind of stuff but it's like something like Atreus is this inevitably his eventual story like are we are we mm. getting to the point where we're gonna hand that off I hope so yeah yes. I hope so I mean maybe, maybe you might think differently because you've sort of 
more more of a connection to Kratos mm. throughout the history than I have, but mm. I think it's it's definitely Atreus' story. Even mm. in this one, like mm. he's Atreus is part of this world in a way that Kratos can never be, if that makes sense. That's he good. is sort of like it, like it, he is Norse mythology essentially. He's literally Loki. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel, feel like the baton will be passed at some point, whether or not Kratos like dies or something. Oh no! Don't know. I think um, for it to be uh, Atreus and Kratos is mm-hmm. again this whole parallel to Zeus and Kratos before so mm. it's all it's always been about fathers and sons so True. it's going to be about fathers and sons again and we've seen the son side with Kratos and now he is the father so I think we have to work through their relationship a bit more and then it's going to come full circle and yeah. Atreus again I do, I, do, I do kind of think like I said like even as a fan that like they've pretty much Sonny Santa Monica and, and Corey Barlog and the, the general feel of the game like there's a whole chunk in the middle the reason that I love it so much is like it is all that commentary on the older games but they have that whole thing where like Atreus realises he's a god and he just mm. goes off and he becomes way more nihilistic and he's just killing everybody he ends up killing I forget mm. the name of the two twins Modi like, I think he kills yes and he's like just kicks him off like a ledge and mm. for me um, knowing the history of the franchise that was them as, I think as far as I'm concerned that's them literally addressing the mentality that was in the original games yeah. where like just because you're a god you think you can go off and do all these different things yeah. and I love that sort of commentary um, but that's the thing they're because they're playing off that established idea of Kratos like I wonder what they do if they minimise that like for mm. me the, the the direction that they went with it like it is so fascinating because you still have Kratos mm. if yeah. it, the more RP he becomes with himself um, yeah he can become okay with dying or something but then I wonder what if it just if Atreus is at the front of it then it's just another action well it's game. like what both you and Ash said there I love the, I love the theme of family that drives mm, it yeah. it's it's sort of like the sins of the father or whatever and you got that in the other games to what yeah. I can gather like oh, whoa the studio just fell apart the studio is <laughs> falling apart <laughs> Kratos is coming in he's heard that we're not happy with him so the people on the audio side won't know what the hell that is no, but the video side can see us being yeah. attacked by pieces of foam that's exactly what happened <laughs> carry on what was I saying something about family yeah yeah the themes of family are like they drive it and even in the other games you had like um, Kratos going against his own father and stuff mm-hmm. and I loved that even though I hadn't played them I loved that moment where Atreus kind of switches mm. and you see that happening here like as if he was going to go down the same path and I love the parallels between not only the previous games but between Thor and Odin and mm. uh, Thor and his uh, children and stuff mm-hmm. and even between um, like Balder and stuff the family is such a important part of this and I love that they're essentially just, just these big familial um, squabbles in this giant mythological yeah. plane like that's awesome and I love the this sort of weight and the the kind of I don't know the tragedy of it mm. and I think that's enough to go for even if even if, even if Kratos becomes more at peace with himself mm-hmm. there are families all around him that are it's not true. going to go down the same route because I guess that, that ties into the ending thing as well because when you finally get to the top of the it's in Jotunheim right the mm-hmm. final mountain yeah. um, you look at the big mural and it seems it shows the big mural of um, Atreus holding what looks like a dying Kratos mm-hmm. although they cleverly carve off the things that would like let you see that it's him mm-hmm. um, but we can kind of segue into like one of the fan theories for a bit because um one of the prevailing fan theories because it ties into real world Norse mythology is that Kratos is actually the world serpent um, because Mimir talks oh, sorry Freya talks about um, the world serpent Jormungandr just arriving in the game world at some point just mm. uh, just appeared everywhere and had you know just sent the ocean scattering and all that kind of stuff um, what do you guys think of that that at some point in the future Loki births I don't know Kratos becomes the world serpent and gets sent back in time to it's, become the can serpent I, can I ask game. a question because yes. I am a fool and oh. I don't <laughs> quite understand what the world serpent crack is or how okay. he is or how he is becomes or how this could happen so okay. he's, a, he's just a big snake basically he's, a massive he's, snake. One of, he's one of the giants who's one of the Jotun in like okay. in I'm not sure how it plays out in the game specifically because he is just there mm-hmm. but I think I think in the mythology side of it he's technically 
Loki's son yes mm-hmm. and then gets punched in the face by Thor and sent back in time yeah. at, the, at Ragnarok uh-huh. um, so that's how he kind of like just ends up there but uh, he's yeah he's technically he's one of the giant's children because it's okay. like in, in real world Norse mythology if I get this right I think um, yeah at some point in the future Ragnarok happens Thor and, and the serpent have this massive duel that apparently mm. is so epic and so intense or whatever that it fractures the world tree displacing yeah. time and that sends the world serpent back in time to yeah. before his own birth yeah. which would yeah. line up with God of War because in God of War Freya says that she the, the world serpent just arrived one day mm. um, and it's like placement was out of nowhere and it sent the oceans yeah. and that's why the world's all flooded and everything at the beginning um, but the thing that I think ties into Kratos is that the design of the world serpent he's this giant white serpent with flecks of red on him mm. um, and he also has like a little beard um, and he <laughs> says <laughs> when you first see him that he recognises Atreus yeah. um, but we don't know how far in the future that is before he gets sent back and whether the, the battle mm. broke his mind or whatever yeah. but do you think they'll go down that route because for me I was saying to Ash like, I think the whole visual Realizing that is like so crazy. That, I mean, you just describing it to me right now, I, <laughs> I, I barely grasp it to be honest. But I mean, it would be awesome. I think for, what I loved about this God of War is that it had, it, like you said, Ash, like it kept it personal whilst this entire like thing was happening around it. And I mm. love the idea of like Ragnarok and the, yeah. the world and all this crazy stuff happening. That might be that might get a little bit unwieldy, unwieldy in like mm. a video game potentially. It could be awesome to explore, but I'd worry you perhaps lose the intimate, personable sort well, of. See, because I, if you do I that. saw um, Kotaku talking about like the way that they might see it going forward mm-hmm. where you Loki obviously recognises his heritage and realises that he I guess he's also one of the giants mm. um, so then he this is the whole thing with the giants and their placement as we know it in the game where we come across that massive like field and they're all dead or whatever in uh, in Jotunheim um, but the, the way that they got there was that they were being chased by the Aesir and they went through the world tree or whatever and some of them ended up there so there's kind of like a Kung Fu Panda 2 style revelation that there's actually some giants still alive somewhere and yes I'm dropping Kung Fu Panda 2 references because one of the best animated trilogies of all time ah! but the um, that's a whole thing that there could still be some giants out there yeah. and then you would have uh, Loki would go rally the giants and go up against Odin and the rest of the gods and then you have something that kind of ties back into the old school games do you guys want that because I personally don't I don't want Whoa. it to get that I feel like big. I've just been hit around the face with a load of information <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2 coming at <laughs> that's you a, that's what's on my mind um, so, what, so you think that we're going to have giants coming out from the secret there's Secret somewhere. Place. I'm just saying there's somewhere. But there's 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 other theories about where the giants could come from. But there's lots of, lots of people saying that the giants could come back. But the one is that Faye's ashes will. Yep, yep. Salt Bay. Um, phrase, <laughs> phrase, uh, blah. The Faye's ashes will um, re like re sort out mm-hmm. Jotunheim okay. and lift a spell that might have been put on. I them. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tyr might have like done some sneaky business to hide them from everyone. Mm-hmm. The other option is that they're all already dead because Ragnarok is a piece of weird interdimensional time all over the place thing. Yeah. So basically everything has already happened mm-hmm. and they're going through it again in different areas. Okay. It's weird. In terms of it's like weird. sheer scale though, do you want something that, or would you like something that, like I said, like kind of moves away from the personal story to do the big finale type thing or the big middle chapter? kind of thing where you have you know Loki and the Giants versus Odin and the rest of the gods oh yeah it's got to gear up to get there I think okay. I think we're gonna see Ragnarok like that's what's gonna right. happen and that it means fighting mm-hmm. the big Aesir in the sky God of War 3 started with that like yeah. uh, in terms of the Titans and the gods yeah. and it's like for me that's the stuff that I think they've meaningfully moved away from but I guess they can still do it if they earn it the right way that's it I think you can certainly build up towards that and that would be such a killer climax mm. but I, and I do like the idea of starting out relatively small with God of War 1 and then getting to that point where mm. there's three or five games down the line like that <laughs> yeah. is cool and I think they have the basis to sort of seed it so it won't just feel like, oh, we're going to do a big action blockbuster now with all this crazy time travel shenanigans and a big snake, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> and I think they can pull it off, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it'll take a lot of build, but the mythology mm. is so rich and it is there. Yeah, plus I think if they did do that stuff, you would care way more about everybody yeah. involved yeah. in that battle this time. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Around. Um, I think an one. important thing to say is Freya's involvement in the I'm first. Just going to segue into Freya. Oh, segue. There we bit go. Of a Freya. But yeah, I think I think Freya's involvement in this first game and that she's seeded as this next big bad is mm. important because it's kind of like maybe we're going to diverge into a more motherhood sort of angle. Yeah. Because we've had fatherhood and being a son and all that sort of thing. Sins of the father. Mm-hmm. Um, if we diverge into Freya's experience with Boulder mm-hmm. and as well her connection with Atreus, because she is really like, hey, I'm going to help you. You're nice. She kind of plays. Like overly protective mother yeah. throughout it, yeah. I think that would be a really, really interesting way of playing it. And there's lots of other figures and goddesses in sort of Norse mm. mythology that would link into that really nicely. Because one of the things at the very end where um, she literally says, like, you know, just kill me instead, like, yeah. I'll happily lay down my life to, to spare, like, her son, but obviously Baldur still dies. Um, in real Norse mythology, you were telling me that, um, uh, 
what's her face Freya goes down to talk to Hela yeah, and tries to make yeah. a deal to resurrect Balder yeah. so that might be something that they do in the sequel mm, I think that would be really interesting if they mm. did do that the, the, the death of Balder is the uh, incitement of Ragnarok though he, like him dying the Fimble Winter started Ragnarok's mm-hmm. going to happen but um, before that is when they go down to Hell mm-hmm. she, she's called Hela in the comics she's just called Hell like Hell in Hell okay. so they give her the same name which is confusing <laughs> but yeah they go and talk to Hell and then she's like everyone's got to cry for him otherwise we're not bringing him yeah, back his stipulation is that all of existence has to cry at yeah. once I guess yeah. Yeah. to try and bring him back they'll have to get the tears flowing and then mm-hmm. there's, there's one giantess right. who many believe is Loki in disguise that does not cry and okay. that is why Balder cannot be brought back okay. but I don't know how this is going to tie in at all unless they just go for the whole giant angle and the giants are like <laughs> oh, everyone's dead North mythology is so wild oh mate you've not seen you need to go see the six legged horse that like Loki gets with to make his kids because yeah. I don't think they'll do that unless they get a trailer with the horse do that. yeah sure that's yeah. the thing it's like yeah. how much do they go down that route of just like the complete absurdity of it because they've done crazy god stuff before mm. so like maybe um, actually we can we can kind of segue a little bit into um, Rach had a whole fan theory about um, uh, Faye's real purpose in the, mm. the franchise um, because she's like in Midgard and she's one of the last protectors mm-hmm. of where the giants really are which is why uh, Balder comes knocking and you think it's for Kratos but it's actually for her yeah. um, that she's actually protecting the uh, the rest of the giants um, but Rachel's whole twist was that um, because uh, Faye's with Kratos and like mm. trying to um, set down these specific uh, trees to be cut down to commemorate her in death she actually triggers the, the war between the giants and the um, the rest of the gods and everything mm. and that she was the last person mm. um, you know protecting them before the war can go forward um, what do you think of that because I love um, Faye's positioning in the first god of war I love that she left you all the little runes and where to go I like that she's the one that has the um, big wall and where the runes at the very end of it as well yeah. what do you see that? I don't know do you like them inverting that Oh, I, oh, I don't. Oh. I, I really don't know because I do love the lush little note that the first game ends on, where mm. you, like, you do find out that she's been ushering you down this route mm. for so she long. She was like watching over you the whole yeah, time, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I think I like that more. It's more tender. Oh, I do, give yeah. the Trace and Kratos some like love in their life, you know. Please help. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, she has like a huge role to play going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a cool way to invert it. I think the best thing that this game could do is just make uh, everyone's morals more gray. Yeah, I love, I love that. That they're kind of getting into that in the first game especially if we're going to have um, Freya as the big bad like, mm-hmm. that would be awesome we can also talk about Tia because um, uh, again that theory that I just described is a whole video on that you can go watch if you check out the uh, Wacolch Gaming channel um, but also um, Tia the the sort of like travelling interdimensional dude um, you eventually find his like underground sort of like a lair but I guess it's like his this lair. room of his treasures <laughs> I'll tell you what you call it it's like his like fancy room full of all his treasures and things that he's found um, and he has this big board that's like been carved out with like he's in the middle of it and you have like the um, the Omega symbol in the corner, mm. the God of War symbol. And then you have like, um, there's like a Celtic rune and a Shinto shrine symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one's like an Egyptian, like Eye of Horus or Eye of Anubis, one of the two. Um, and it's like, do you think that they'll do that stuff going forward? Because Cory Barlog's already said the next game will be Norse mm. still. But then to flesh the franchise out, do we then see Kratos and everybody go into different mythologies? What, mm. I, would, what I would like is a trilogy set in this. I want them to see out Fimble Winter. I want them to see out Ragnarok. Um, and I want all that to play out. And then maybe the trilogies going forward can be in other mythologies with different people maybe not always Kratos but he is obviously a really big part of uh, this but yeah I think if they want to expand the franchise then after we've had our three after we've had our three here Uh then I'll be happy what do you think Josh? Um, I'm with Ash with a slight caveat I think you should keep it Norse but the fact that Ragnarok's happening and there's time and space is all over the place it's going to be kind of I think there could be space to pull in sort of figures from these other mythologies Mm -hmm. like into it like Kratos crossed over so why can't other people not necessarily from like his past or whatever mm-hmm. but I like the idea of like these realities sort of merging or fracturing into one another if yeah. that makes sense I think that 
that would be cool just to get like a different perspective mm-hmm. on it in like I don't know I love the idea of like because I like the idea that he wanders out of Greek mythology and wanders mm-hmm. into Norse mythology that it's all on one big earth yeah. like that's kind of crazy but it, it kind of makes it like an identifiable element of the franchise um, but yeah one of the I did the whole video thing on this too but like the um, Shinto worship there's a whole dragon god of sea and storms and mm. I'm like just give me that just yeah. give me a whole fight against this giant dragon god um, but that might be a way for them to sort of flesh more stuff out but mm. I just wonder about the longevity of someone like Kratos if they're already making all these kind of mature steps towards rounding him out like what do you even really do with him in the long run if it's not just more of the same I think it's just going to be massive like self-sacrifice and mm. that's where it's going to have to lead because of all the death that he's given mm-hmm. all this and the other the lessons he's teaching Atreus it's going to have to be one big oh later my maybe they do like here. a you tell me they're not just going to settle down in the cabin like and chill out in domestic bliss and well, that's kind of what they were at the beginning I watched that yeah I watched crap <laughs> I play the crap out of that yeah. cooking mama but with oh my god, god. Them, imagine yeah. boy boy <laughs> <laughs> on, that's kind of what they're doing at the very beginning yes yes but even then but Kratos is no daddy at that point you he's know not I mean? to be fair he's got a lot more cooking to do he also <laughs> his to... daddy meter does improve throughout the game yeah it definitely goes way up he also needs to remove all the weapons in the house because yeah, there's some yeah. stuff that they've been sitting on um, actually we can uh, talk about gameplay stuff too because yeah. we touched on it at the beginning but like where do you see them going from here because for me they have one of the most fleshed out skill systems and animation like everything felt so complete like by the end of it I was like I'm very mm. good at this combat and I know that you've beat all the Valkyries as well yes, so it's like you have to I get did. to a certain point I platinumed God of War I'm the only one in the office who's, who has I think I know. even me and Josh gave up I'm great hmm. yeah but no yeah, I, killed, I killed all the Valkyries oh what Valkyries that's also something to talk about Freya because she was a Valkyrie at one point wasn't she oh, and sure, had yeah. her wings taken away so yeah. her becoming full fire and brimstone mm-hmm. Valkyrie throughout maybe two or three of these games would be good I'd I would like to it. see that yeah I would like it if they sort of play on that and give you like a main boss battle that is as hard as that optional Valkyrie oh boss battle was oh my god that Valkyrie was a yeah she was a dick that word that's but, what I got up to just, yeah. just, just didn't even finish it I thought oh. it's not for me I tried going no, back to it I just yeah after a while I, I tried going back to it but I just I wasn't it was after Sekiro and I was like well maybe now that I've conquered Sekiro I can get back to it but the timings are all off and whatever it's been like a good three hours just yeah. sitting there going combos combos oh <laughs> it's just it's a hell of a thing I think um, but yeah in terms of what do you think they'll do for the gameplay how do you see them what, where do they even go from here more of the same more yeah. of it just more they keep the Leviathan more. axe do you think because the big thing was that they you know they, you, they put the chaos um, blades of chaos to the background you have the Leviathan axe yeah. um, Kratos used to have a, a massive sword uh, I write down the name called the blade of Olympus and mm. this big blue blade that he had in God of War 2 um, which I don't think anyone ever used because it was always like back then it was always like the chains were the coolest thing mm. um, but do you see him like them giving him a new weapon or did he keep the Leviathan axe what would I, you like to see I, I'd, I'd like to see them keep like the one or two weapons because I love the dexterity of it I suppose mm. there's so much the versatility of it there's so mm-hmm. much you can do with that Leviathan axe Leviathan axe did I just say <laughs> do you want to wield did. the oh Leviathan axe I think he did there's Not so much thing. you can do with it though but I'd recording kind of like at 5 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of like to see them mod it in the future like uh-huh. making it transform into other things maybe it has even more Ooh. versatility like so you mm. don't just have to use it in the same kind of way uh-huh. maybe like it's maybe like the trick weapons in Bloodborne mm. so you can sort of like transform it mid combat or something so maybe that would be cool because mm. I do love the how personal that axe becomes yeah. like you rely on you can recall so it like, exactly yeah. it feels so good so why mess up a thing that's already good? it's true it apparently took them forever to get the physics right on it as well because yeah. they, yeah. um, they had to program like the path that it takes back through the world and then sometimes you can I don't know if you guys realise like you probably did but you can kind of glitch it like as soon as you yeah, recall yeah. it smack them like three just, times like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. But, like it'll go through like the wall or yeah. it'll just come from like behind you even though you've got your back uh, to something I once left it like somewhere else then went in my boat and drove like all drove uh, <laughs> all the way across the map I was like, like yeah. wait for it to come back I do love that it, it takes longer though yeah. like it's 
like it is like that bit in it's that bit in Endgame where he's just put his arm out like give me a minute like yeah. it's, it's very slowly going back um, but yeah I guess I just I think in terms of abilities and stuff as well like they had like you can block you can fight uh, unarmed and mm. um, there's a lot of grapples and stuff I just wonder what they do I think maybe they give Atreus like a bigger role uh, yeah, 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 yeah I think that's the only way they can do it is is more bow and arrow stuff mm. because lots of the melee fighting swords and X things I think is covered mm. I think if I personally don't want to see them do add any more weapons or do any more changing just things. Just flesh out I, more stuff. I like the axe as it is. Mm. I think if they're going to do it, have like Brock and Sindri just smack it once and then mm. like give it some upgrades and stuff. But I, I that don't... That was hilarious how many times they did that. Oh, literally just <laughs> bop. Um, no, it's better. Yeah, but no, I think keeping it as those is great because you've got the option of the Blades of Chaos. I think maybe mm. get rid of those. If I would totally get rid of them. Yeah, and yeah. then maybe yeah. bring in another one. Maybe that forge that into like a really big, heavy-handed mm-hmm. weapon and then you've got the axe as like, woo, throw it Because it is, it's a weird beat because like the whole thing when he goes back to it I love the thematics that he has to embrace his old self yeah. to, to go and save Atreus and I love all that stuff but by the end like after that he sort of just keeps them mm-hmm. and then and then even like post credits when he's reached this new like sense of like I know Atreus you need to be better and whatever mm-hmm. like either he's keeping them on him because he's like you know claiming them and owning them and whatever but like yeah I'd be I'd be very I'd be totally fine if they mm-hmm. just ditched it yeah. because I mean everybody yeah. thought going into it that it was only going to be the, the Leviathan axe anyway his whole thing was like I'm not going to hide who I am anymore wasn't yeah. it? and then he had all like the chain scars so like we've we- we see him. We yeah, see him. You don't need the blades as well. I don't know if it works in the actual law, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see oh. him melt the blades of chaos down somehow and forge something else out Ooh. of that. Big, big old. That's what I literally just yeah, said. Yeah, the dwarves well, can totally do that. Well, <laughs> well you said tap it. And you it's said a new tap thing. it, Ash. I it's said tap it down. Did you? Yeah. Watch this back. Watch this back. <laughs> just be the Everything Ash has said. I know what I don't want to see. Go on. More stat based armor, which I like the combat and stuff, but fanging about with that and pulling Plus 5% fire damage. This is the thing. This is the thing with the Valkyries. Yes. You really, really need a runic like setup. You, like right. the whole way you're going to deal damage them is a, a fully runic setup. Mm. I had not got a runic setup. <laughs> I was going like for a. Full That's why it took you three hours, mate. Yeah, literally, because I'd done a whole strength <laughs> setup that had very specific things that mm. I wanted to use for it, and just like upgraded it as much as possible. Then mm. got in there, I was like, freaking hell! <laughs> like, but the, the way that the, how different they go and how hard it is to then rejig everything. Mm. It is. It's a strange thing because they didn't really cover it too much in in the lead up to release, or at least I didn't cotton onto it too much. But like, yeah, they have like a like a loot system Mm -hmm. in there, Um, and I I like the visual, like the like like I don't know, changing the way that he looks. You get Mm -hmm. these massive shoulder pad pieces of armor, and like the mist armor looks kind of weird. (laughs) Time stuff is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I do like the fact that you can kind of like mix it up. But yeah, like I don't know. Do you want like a continuation of that or like something more defined? I think it's because there was so much of it and so Mm. much variations of everything. I, I like. To be fair, I did like that there was three avenues you could go down but maybe mixing them together a bit more would mm. be beneficial so you could have a strength and runic mm-hmm. setup and this that, and the other because it did very much lead into sets I kept buying sets thinking I was going to get an achievement for like I'm going to yeah you would like, that's an RPG mindset yeah going yeah through. I was like oh well you know those three they match put Atreus in the one as well where's my achievement <laughs> father and son yeah the um because you were saying uh, like towards the end when you were doing the Valkyrie fights that you were spamming it was like there was that one tornado attack that you oh yeah yeah you just spam like the runic attacks yeah I was yeah. doing the same things which kind of it's got to the point where I was not experimenting with the combat at all. Yeah, right. Which, the game had finished, to be fair. I was only fighting these Valkyries in a couple that 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 uh, procedurally generated area and stuff mm-hmm. like that. No but I just got into such a rut at the end where I was spamming the same combos, doing mm-hmm. the same things mm-hmm. in that. It, potentially my fault, but the game didn't encourage me to do anything different because that mm-hmm. was the most efficient tactic. To be fair as well, like one of the, the qualms of like all the like constant criticisms of the original games were always that it always fell back on square, square, triangle, square, square, triangle, mm-hmm. light, light, heavy, over and over and over again. Um, and I thought that was the first 
curious thing I did when I got the Blades of Chaos in this one. I was like, mm. I wonder if they still have the same animation. Right. And they did. Um, it's certainly you have to unlock it, but like near enough. Um, but that's the thing. It's like moving forward. Like if we kind of fell into those ruts a little mm. bit of like, you know, everything being stuck, grindy yeah. or whatever. And I think you can make it tighter as well. There were some moves that were great in theory that I just never used. Like the differences mm. in the stance that was like yeah. great in theory. Oh, I love straight, that yeah. stuff. But I never actually used really? it. Really? It just mm. felt like it felt like it was slightly too long to pull off, if that made sense. Mm. Right. Like, I had to consciously think about it in mm. the moment, mm. which I don't think you should have to do. You should just sort of come naturally. Oh, I lo- what do you think? Because I love that I, stuff. To be fair, I tried a couple of the stance things, but because I'd gone for a proper strength setup, I didn't mm. need to do it that often. Because so I, I think, like, I, I don't know if it's because I come, because you, you say you don't play fighting games very much, whereas yeah. like a, a stance switch is like, out of something of like a staple in fighting games ish um, and so like I liked when you could sort of extend your combo by just mm. pausing that little bit in between each hit mm. and so I started kind of factoring that in I completely forgot they even had that in the game <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's like that's a way to sort of flesh it out a bit more yeah no it was a neat thing to add it was mm. a neat thing to add just to get and then you've got the choice of using it or not, so what I was trying <laughs> yeah. to get out then. You do. So, okay, so we can do, for the very end, I guess we might as well do wish list things. What is mm. one thing that we want to see? Because for me, it's going to be story stuff. I want to see okay, more Kratos yeah. fleshed out. Um, even though I think he's at a pretty good spot, I mm. think if they actually did like a really shocking about face and just kind of jumped a few years in the future and, and maybe just have him in a way lesser role, but I would totally be fine with that. Wait, you mean like more and like like a good 10 years or like... I don't know how far I want to go because I don't want to take him out of the running altogether. Mm. I ostensibly want to do with him what the fans want to do with Sam Fisher Splinter Cell, which has put him in an advisory role and let you play as someone else. Yeah. And so if you keep Kratos in there, he's still, you know, he's still helping you. He's still available. Does that turn him into Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War? Well, that's what you want to steer clear of. Although in that, yeah, JD Phoenix sucks. And like Marcus Phoenix is just, that's the thing. He's kind of just in the background, but everyone always just keep wanting to play as him. It depends how they handle it, Kratos. Um, But if they give him a nice moveset, he's already like beloved by the fandom. Like everyone like loves a Kratos anyway. Um, I forget what you call the actor. It's like Sonny Solskjaer or something. Um, He's a great performer. (laughs) He's like a great dude. Um, So I think you probably could hang more of the game on him, but Mm. what would you guys like to see? Ooh, I think if if I agree that if, would be a great idea but for me I'd like it to play as Kratos what I'd want them to do is kind of involve Atreus more like mm. the Sparks levels in Sonic like, um, <laughs> not Sonic Spyro where uh, you have him like you just you just <laughs> you just play Shocked as him face. you just play as him for a little bit for like a little oh no oh, I need okay. to rescue my dad level <laughs> like, that's, what, that's what I want um, but Fair. no it's I just want to see how they for me it's just all the nerd stuff like I really want to see how they inv- invert mythology mm. again because this whole thing has been a massive inversion of what you expect from actual Norse mythology like True. Baldur being an absolute cock like he's not, <laughs> he's not supposed to be in there in and Thor being a villain and yeah, yeah yeah like I love the way that they've span all that and then taken the things that it, that have inspired those stories and then done them a different way like mm. the, like the bringing of Ragnarok and and um Kratos causing it mm-hmm. it's all of his actions throughout the game that actually bring it on like him yeah. liberating yeah. the ship and driving it through Helheim is one of the the causes of Ragnarok because the whole thing is ship of the dead comes out and, and then like ultimately it's like yeah it's like it, that's the thing he's going to have to grapple with is that his position his role in any of these mythologies yeah. is always just going to lead to ruin exactly mm-hmm. which so might end up him killing himself I, yeah. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying oh, deep but yeah I want, I want to see more of that I want to see them invert it I want to see this that and the other mm. um, the end of I think the end outcome of Ragnarok is two humans survive so right. I hope that something different happens there than just a man and a woman it's like Adam and Eve it at can the be Nolan like, and Troy Baker hey. and it'll be fine <laughs> Josh what you want to see uh, literally everything Ash just said no no yeah, nothing you said everything Ash just said <laughs> no. no I want to see them double down on like the relationship between Thor and Odin and um, Atreus mm. and um, Kratos I want mm. to see them going ahead there's more themes of family set against this grand end of the world backdrop mm. that's good for me I want to see Kratos punch a snake through time he is that's a snake man no 
know, he can punch himself through time, which causes him <laughs> to become the snake. It also, if we're ripping off uh, mythology as well as uh-huh. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why don't you just get Korg and Meek in there? They could be oh, pretty good no. additions to this. That's Broken Sindri. There you go. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but just turn them into Korg and Meek. And Are you all right? We've we, we passed the 5 p.m. mark. The 5 p.m. mark. Josh just started to fold into Look, himself. I just didn't have anything more to add that you two, you two brilliantly summed it up. Thank what you. What a next game could be. <laughs> so I've got nothing but banter over here, I'm afraid. That is also very good because the stuff that they've laid down is. I think if they even did more of the same, it would still be sweet. Like the fact that yeah. we love it so much is because the, the meat and potatoes of it are just so much fun. Oh so, yes. It's so good. It's just so good. I it keep is thinking about it and smiling because I just think about every, like, every Everything that ties into it is is amazing. I just want to see. I want to see more monsters as well. I want to see different monsters. I want mm. to see different things brought up. And if that means they go to different realms or start off somewhere else, or the ones in the in the in Idrisil, I want to see them go to the other ones that we haven't seen. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah, Asgard yeah. and the other ones. Mm-hmm. Name of, but yeah. But yes. Either way, though, you guys let us know what you think down in the comments. And pl- also, if there are any other games that you'd like us to sort of dissect in this way, any mm-hmm. sort of games that have uh, sequels that are on the horizon or whatever, let us know. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ash Millman. Hello, goodbye. I'm Josh Brown. Hello, goodbye. I'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.